0: Welcome back to our award winning podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we have an exciting and informative episode in store for you. We'll be diving into the fascinating world of variational diffusion models 2.0 and understanding diffusion model objectives as the ELBO with simple data augmentation. That's right, Jen.
1: Diffusion models have been gaining a lot of attention in the field of generative modeling. And this paper takes a comprehensive look at the objectives used in these models.
0: Absolutely. Tom, the authors highlight that these objectives are closely related to the evidence lower bound. ELBO, which is a commonly used objective for generative models. And they go even further by showing that under certain conditions,
1: Diffusion objectives become equivalent to maximizing the ELBO
0: with simple data augmentation. techniques like Gaussian noise perturbation. This insight is crucial because it provides a new perspective on how diffusion models are optimized. For high-quality generation, it also opens up possibilities for new weighting schemes that can further enhance model performance. Exactly. Gen. The authors
1: conducted experiments on the high-resolution ImageNet benchmark to validate their findings. They explored different monotonic weightings
0: and demonstrated their effectiveness in achieving state-of-the-art sample quality metrics. It's impressive how this research deepens our understanding of diffusion models and introduces new ways to optimize them. By demystifying the objectives and highlighting their connection to the ELBO, researchers can approach these models with more intuition and insight. Absolutely. This breakthrough has important implications for various
1: domains where diffusion models are applied, such as image generation, text-to-image synthesis, 3D synthesis, and more.
0: It's a stepping stone towards unlocking their full potential. Well said, Tom. In conclusion, this paper sheds light on variational diffusion models 2.0 and their objectives. It provides valuable insights into how these models are optimized and opens up new avenues for future research.
1: Indeed, Jen. We hope you found this episode informative and entertaining. Tune in next time for more exciting discussions on cutting edge research in the field of machine
0: learning. Thank you for joining us today. Stay curious and keep exploring.
1: Upbeat jingle playing. Hey there, podcast listeners. Are you tired of the same old boring baguettes? Well then, do we have
0: a solution for you? Introducing Galactic Crumbs, the bread that's literally out of this world. That's right, folks. Every single baguette from galactic crumbs is baked in outer space. Can you imagine? These baguettes are crunchier than anything you've ever tasted. They're so crunchy they could even wake up your snoring neighbor. And trust us. These delicious wonders aren't just flying off the shelves. They're actually flown off Earth too. Talk about intergalactic flavor. It's like eating crispy stardust with every bite. Plus. We've got all your favorite flavors covered. Moonlit garlic? Check. Saturn spice? Absolutely. And who can resist our Martian multigrain? But here's the best part: since they're baked in space and made from galactic ingredients,
1: these baguettes are completely calorie-free. Jen, whispering, disclaimer: calories only disappear if consumed on Mars or an undisclosed black hole. Tom whispering thanks for covering that before anyone gets their hopes up too high announcer excitedly grab your space boots and head over to our website now to get your hands on galactic crumbs cosmic baguettes gen whispers ships worldwide via teleportation technology asterisk asterisk rubs ears asterisk asterisk announcer continues furiously you'll never want to go back to regular bread again when you taste the crunchiness that defies gravity itself both hosts together enthusiastically so why settle for boring earthly bread when you can experience a taste that's truly out of this world upbeat jingle fades out wow Jen.
0: galactic crumbs baguettes sound absolutely unbelievable that's right tom They're so good it's like they fell from the sky. Literally. So
1: listeners, don't delay. Visit galacticcrumbs.com now to
0: order your very own crunchtastic baguettes. And remember to use the promo code podcast for a free tin foil hat with every order. Protect yourself from those pesky interstellar beings while you munch away. Thanks for listening everyone. And a big shout-out to our sponsor Galactic
1: Crumbs, where ordinary bread becomes extraordinary. Jen whispers, now if only we could figure out how to make calorie-free pizza. Both hosts laugh. End of commercial.
0: Welcome back to another episode of our award-winning podcast. I'm Jen. And I'm Tom. Today we have a fascinating topic to discuss
1: hypervector encoding it may sound complex but don't worry
0: we're here to break it down for you and make it easy to understand that's right tom today's episode is based on a study titled learning from hypervectors a survey on hypervector encoding this survey explores the concept of hyperdimensional computing hdc and its applications in various domains.
1: Hyperdimensional computing is an emerging computational paradigm inspired by the structure and principles of the human brain. It aims to achieve efficient
0: information processing by using high dimensional vectors called hypervectors. Absolutely. Now let's talk about the encoding process itself. In HDC, Data is encoded into hypervectors using various techniques depending on the specific application. Hypervector encoding has been used successfully in applications like text analysis, recommendation systems, genome research, and even Internet of Things. IoT. Applications. That's right.
1: Gen. The key idea behind hypervector encoding is that these high-dimensional vectors capture semantic information through their binary components or discrete values. By manipulating these vectors through mathematical operations like addition or multiplication, we can
0: perform computations and extract meaningful patterns from data. Exactly! And this study explores different methods for generating hypervectors and discusses their limitations, challenges, and potential benefits in HDC systems the authors provide insights into vector generation techniques such as sparse encodings, random encodings with orthogonality constraints, clustering-based encodings, and more. They also discuss various aspects related to hardware
1: implementations of HDC systems and highlight prior research works in this field. This survey provides a comprehensive overview of different types of encoding methods used in HDC systems and sheds
0: light on their potential applications and scalability issues. I think what's really interesting about this study is that it fills a gap in the existing literature while previous surveys have focused on overall aspects of HDC systems. This study specifically delves into the intricacies of hypervector generation and encoding. It provides readers with a profound understanding of various encoding techniques and their applications. And that's why we're excited to discuss this survey today. We'll be
1: breaking down the key concepts explaining the encoding process in an
0: intuitive way and exploring the challenges and potentials of hypervector generation that's right tom so grab your headphones and get ready to learn from hypervectors stay tuned for more exciting insights coming your way music transition welcome back in this episode
1: we are exploring a survey paper titled learning from hypervectors A Survey on Hypervector Encoding. This paper dives into the intricate world of hyperdimensional computing. HDC. And explores
0: different methods for generating hypervectors. That's right. Tom. The authors highlight the significance of hypervector generation in HDC systems because it directly influences the overall encoding process. They discuss how different methods are used to generate nearly orthogonal hypervectors that represent unique features or symbols within HDC systems. And what's interesting is that these randomly generated
1: vectors exhibit a degree of near orthogonality to each other, making them effective for representing different symbols in HDC systems the paper also discusses specific cases like language classification where random approaches are used to ensure orthogonality
0: between symbols throughout the paper the authors provide a comprehensive exploration of different encoding types in hdc they discuss how the size and type of encoding affect accuracy and efficiency they also touch on hardware aspects of hdc and highlight prior research works and benchmarks in This field. Absolutely. And
1: what's great about this survey is that it fills a gap in the existing literature. While previous surveys have focused on overall aspects of HDC systems, this study specifically delves into the intricacies of hypervector generation and encoding. It provides readers with a profound
0: understanding of various encoding techniques and their applications. That's right, Tom. So whether you're new to the concept of hypervectors or have some background knowledge, this survey will surely provide valuable insights into the fascinating field of hypervector encoding. And that wraps up today's episode on learning from hypervectors and exploring
1: hypervector encoding. Based on a comprehensive survey, we hope you enjoyed our discussion and gained new perspectives on hyperdimensional
0: computing. Thanks for tuning in to our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. And remember, stay curious and keep learning. Until next time.
1: Upbeat music playing. Hey there, podcast peeps. We have an amazing sponsor to introduce you
0: to today. Get ready for a mind-boggling experience with Hyper Pogo Loop. That's right. Tom. Hyper Pogo Loop is revolutionizing the world of extreme sports with their newest invention, the Pogo Stick 9000. Oh boy. This thing is out of this world.
1: Picture this. You bounce around at warp speed, reaching heights that'll make your
0: neighbor's fruity toupee fly off. Strap yourself in because Hyper Pogo Loop will launch you into a bouncing frenzy beyond your wildest dreams. And I mean it when I say, loop, because after one jump on
1: the pogo stick 9000. Who needs gravity anyway? You'll
0: defy physics with flips and twists that would give gymnasts nightmares. Plus, why settle for regular pogo sticking when you can take it up a notch and bounce from one continent to another? Forget buses or planes, who needs those? Absolutely. With the Pogo Stick
1: 9000 in hand or foot, traveling has never been so ridiculous. I mean, convenient. Just make sure to pack some extra undies, things could get bouncy out there. Jen. Laughing. But don't worry, folks. Safety comes first at Hyper Pogo Loop. They've hired professional penguin catchers to ensure your landing is as smooth as silk on every expedition. Tom. Excitedly. Can you imagine taking a podcast on tour while bouncing through Europe? Welcome back everyone. We're recording from inside Big Ben. Jen. Laughs. That would be quite the sight. So what are you waiting for listeners? Take our professional advice and grab yourselves a Pogo Stick 9000 from Hyper Pogo Loop bouncing you. At the speed of sound. And as our podcast listener, you get a special offer. Just use the code Boing Boing to receive 10% off your first PogoStick 9000 purchase. Trust us, your neighbors will
0: love and hate you for it. Now that's bouncing into the future. Thanks, Hyper Pogo Loop, for jumping on board with us. We couldn't be more grateful. Cheerful jingle playing. Announcer: Hyper Pogo Loop. Bouncing you at the speed of sound. Get ready for non stop laughs and gravity defying acrobatics all in one astonishing package. Use code BOINGBOING for an exclusive discount now. Hey there, listeners. Welcome back to another thrilling episode of our award winning podcast. I'm Jen, and joining me, as always, is the incredible Tom thanks for the kind intro jen today we have
1: a fascinating topic to cover we'll be discussing a recent research paper called code bpe investigating subtokenization options for large language model pre-training on source code now i know that
0: might sound like a mouthful but trust us it's worth diving into absolutely tom This paper explores the use of different subtokenization techniques for large language models trained on source code. But before we get into the details, let's take a step back and talk about what large language models are. Great idea.
1: Large language models are these incredible computer programs that can understand and generate human-like text. They've revolutionized natural language processing tasks by providing state-of-the-art performance
0: in tasks like question-answering and sentiment analysis. That's right. And now these large language models are making their way into the field of source code processing. By training them on vast amounts of code data, they can assist programmers in tasks such as bug fixing, code completion, and even generating code from plain English descriptions. Exactly. And that's where this paper comes in. The authors recognized that
1: subtokenization, which involves breaking down tokens or chunks of code into smaller units, can play a crucial role in improving the
0: performance and efficiency of these large language models. That's spot on. The researchers explored different levels of subtoken granularity using two popular subtokenization algorithms called BPE, byte pair encoding, and Unigram LM, unigram language model. They wanted to see how these different approaches affected things like average sequence length and task performance. Ah yes, average sequence length is an important factor to consider. The longer
1: the sequence length, the more challenging it becomes for the language model to process and make accurate predictions. So finding ways to optimize
0: sequence length is crucial. Exactly. Tom. And here's where things get really interesting. The authors discovered that certain subtokenization techniques, like level 1 compression, could reduce average sequence length by up to 17%. This reduction in sequence length can lead to faster processing and improved efficiency. Wow.
1: That's impressive. It's amazing how something as seemingly small as subtokenization can have a significant impact on the performance of these large language models trained on source code.
0: Absolutely. The paper also compared BPE and Unigram LM in terms of performance. Interestingly, They found that Unigram LM tended to outperform BPE in tasks like code generation and code summarization.
1: That's a great point, Jen. Switching from BPE to Unigram LM could potentially lead to even better results when working with source code data. It's always fascinating to see how different algorithms and techniques stack up against each other in real world
0: applications. Definitely. Tom. And what I find particularly exciting about this paper is that it sheds light on an often overlooked aspect of large language models, subtokenization. By optimizing this process for source code specific tasks, researchers and developers can unlock even more potential in these powerful models. Absolutely. Well said. Jen. This has been such an engaging topic to explore today. We hope our listeners found it informative and insightful as well. That wraps up another episode of our award-winning podcast as always. We appreciate your support and feedback. If you have any questions or suggestions for future episodes, please don't hesitate to reach out. That's right. Stay curious and keep exploring new horizons. Until next time. Thanks for joining us, and take care.
1: Upbeat jingle playing. Hey there, podcast listeners. Are
0: you tired of your boring dance routines? Looking to add some electrifying moves to your repertoire? Well, do we have the solution for you?
1: Introducing Thundersnake Delightful Dance Academy, where lightning meets
0: serpentine moves. That's right. At Thundersnake, we'll teach you how to whip and slither like nobody's business. Imagine dazzling your friends
1: with dances that combine thunderous stomps and graceful serpentine
0: twists. You'll be a sensation at parties. Trust us. Our instructors are experts in both dance and meteorology. So not only will you learn killer moves, but they'll also forecast the weather while busting their own moves. Picture this. An intense lightning storm outside while
1: inside the studio. Dancers gracefully glide through complex choreography under disco balls that simulate torrential. Rain. Jen. Whispering. And trust us when we say our dance flow has been redesigned by none other than the eel queen. Herself. It's fully equipped with electric currents for an extra zappy experience. Tom. Excitedly. But wait. There's more. Get ready to tackle our amazing synchronized thunderbolt ballet routine where dancers harness lightning bolts using nothing but their fingertips and fancy footwork. Jen. Laughing. And if it sounds dangerous, well, it is. But hey, isn't dancing supposed to give you a little shock now and then? Embrace it. Tom. Whispering conspiratorially. Plus, folks, rumor has it that if lightning strikes during one of our classes, Jen cuts him off abruptly. Jen. Panicked. Tom. We can't make any guarantees about actual bolts of electricity. Safety first. Tom. Sheepish. Right. Right. Safety first but hey, you never know. It's the thundersnake experience. Jen. Enthusiastically. So what are you waiting for? Join us at Thundersnake Delightful Dance Academy, where lightning meets serpentine moves. Mention our podcast when signing up and receive an extra jolt of electricity free of charge. Please consult your local electrician before attending. Cheerful music fades out. Tom, whispering to Jen.
0: Well, that was positively electrifying. Oh, definitely. Tune in next time for more unbelievable sponsors on our award-winning podcast, and
1: Welcome back to another exciting episode of Tech Talks with Tom and Jen. I'm Tom, and I'm here with my co-host Jen. Today, we have a fascinating topic to discuss, reinforcement
0: learning with reward machines in stochastic games. That's right, Tom. In this episode, we'll be diving into a research paper titled Reinforcement Learning with Reward Machines in Stochastic Games by Juming Hu et al. This paper explores how we can use reward machines to incorporate high level knowledge of complex tasks in multi agent reinforcement learning. Absolutely, Jen.
1: But before we dive into the details of the paper, Let's give our listeners a brief overview. The authors investigate multi-agent reinforcement learning for stochastic games with complex tasks. They tackle the challenge of non-Markovian reward functions and propose an algorithm called
0: Q-learning with reward machines for stochastic games, QRMSG. QRMSG aims to learn the best response strategy at Nash equilibrium for each agent in the system. It defines the Q function at a Nash equilibrium and integrates the state of the stochastic game in the state of reward machines into an augmented state space. The authors prove that Q functions learned in QRMSG converge to the Nash equilibrium under certain conditions. That's right. Gen. And to validate their approach. The authors present three
1: case studies comparing QRMSG with baseline methods such as NASH, Q Learning, and MADDPG. The results show that QRMSG effectively learns the best response strategies at a NASH equilibrium.
0: Absolutely fascinating stuff, Tom. Now let's break down some of the key concepts mentioned in this paper. Sure
1: thing, Jen one important concept is multi-agent reinforcement learning. MARL, which is a framework for multiple agents to optimize their strategies by interacting with their environment. In MARL problems, the interactions between agents can be modeled as stochastic
0: games, where Nash equilibrium is a solution concept. That's right. Tom, the authors also introduce the concept of reward machines which are used to encode non-Markovian reward functions. Reward machines provide a way to specify complex tasks and capture the temporal structure of the reward function. Absolutely. Jen.
1: By using reward machines, the authors aim to decompose complex tasks into several stages and enable agents to learn best
0: response strategies at a Nash equilibrium. And finally, Tom. We have the QRMSG algorithm. This algorithm combines Q learning with reward machines to learn the best response strategy for each agent in a multi agent system. It integrates the state of the stochastic game and the state of reward machines into an augmented state space and updates Q functions based on the best response strategy at a Nash equilibrium.
1: That's a great summary, Jen. Now.
0: Let's discuss some of the insights and implications of this research paper. Absolutely. Tom. One significant implication is that using reward machines allows for more expressive task specifications in multi agent reinforcement learning. By incorporating high level knowledge into reinforcement learning algorithms, we can tackle more complex tasks effectively. That's right, Jen. Another important
1: insight is that QRMSG outperforms baseline methods such as NASH Q-Learning and MADDPG in different case studies. This demonstrates the effectiveness of integrating reward machines into
0: reinforcement learning algorithms for stochastic games. Definitely. Tom. And this research opens up exciting possibilities for applying reinforcement learning in various real world applications where complex tasks are involved absolutely fascinating stuff indeed
1: it's incredible how researchers are pushing boundaries in reinforcement learning and
0: developing innovative algorithms like qrmsg indeed tom it just goes to show how far we've come in our understanding of artificial intelligence and its applications in complex decision making scenarios. Well said, Jen. And with
1: that, we wrap up another informative episode of Tech Talks with Tom and Jen. We hope you enjoyed learning about reinforcement learning with reward machines in stochastic games. Be sure to check out the research paper
0: for a deeper dive into this exciting topic. That's right, Tom. And as always, thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions or suggestions for future episodes, feel free to reach out to us. Until next time, take care, everyone.
1: Upbeat music playing. Welcome back to the podcast. Folks, we have an amazing sponsor today, Rainbow Lasso Landscaping. If you are tired of your
0: yard looking like a hot mess, These guys have got you covered. That's right, Tom. And let me tell ya. They've got some seriously magical skills. Ever heard of rainbow lassos? Rainbow lassos? What on earth are those? Well, imagine this. You're staring at your overgrown lawn and all the grass is different colors. Before you freak out and think your eyes are playing tricks on you. Rainbow lasso time. Yeah, huh. The experts from Rainbow Lasso Landscaping will whip out their specially enchanted lassos and give them a twirl. Sound of whipping. Suddenly, it's like they're wrangling rainbow unicorns. But instead of unicorns, it's just unruly foliage. Exactly. Those skillful landscapers will wrangle plants like nobody's business. Messy shrubs? Wrangled into shape with ease. Overgrown
1: trees? Not anymore. Just grab that rainbow lasso and voila. Perfectly pruned branches in seconds. Jen. Whispering. Rumor has it that after one session with these guys. Even weeds don't stand a chance. Tom pretends to whisper as well. Tom. Whispering. Oh my goodness. Imagine having weed free yards for life. I can hardly believe it. Jingle starts playing again. Announcer voiceover excitedly so folks say goodbye to messy flower beds and scraggly hedges because rainbow lasso landscaping is here to save the day jingle reaches its climax both hosts together enthusiastically tom and jen grab that magical multicolored lasso and get ready for a yard that's guaranteed to sparkle Call Rainbow Lasso Landscaping now and tell them the award-winning
0: podcast sent ya. And who knows. Maybe they'll even teach you how to wrangle rainbows. I mean. If you ask nicely. Jingle fades out. Both hosts together. Tom and Jen. Stay tuned for more hilarious adventures on our podcast. Coming right up after this break. End of commercial. Disclaimer. Rainbow Lasso Landscaping does not actually wrangle rainbows or guarantee their ability to eliminate all weeds. But they will certainly make your yard look amazing. Welcome back to another episode of our podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. And today, we have a really interesting paper to discuss titled Tool Documentation Enables Zero Shot Tool. Usage with large language models. That's right, Jen. In this paper,
1: the authors explore a new approach to teaching large language models how to use new tools without relying on demonstrations. Instead, they propose using tool documentation as a way to guide the models in
0: understanding the functionalities of different tools. It's a fascinating idea because acquiring demonstrations can be time-consuming and biased if not chosen carefully. With tool documentation, these large language models can learn how to use tools based on written descriptions instead. Absolutely. And what's impressive is that the authors
1: conducted experiments on multiple tasks across both vision and language modalities. They show that zero shot prompts with only tool documentation can elicit proper tool usage and achieve performance comparable to few short prompts.
0: That's right, Tom. They also collected a realistic tool use dataset with hundreds of available tool APIs and demonstrated that tool documentation is even more valuable than demonstrations in this case zero shot documentation significantly outperformed few shot without documentation and it doesn't stop there gen the authors also highlight the benefits of tool
1: documentation by tackling image generation and video tracking using just released unseen state-of-the-art models as tools they even showcase how llms can reinvent functionalities of recently released models using nothing more than the tool documentation
0: it's truly amazing how powerful these large language models can be when equipped with the right tools and proper guidance through documentation this paper opens up new possibilities for zero-shot tool usage and automatic knowledge discovery
1: definitely and i think it also highlights the importance of providing comprehensive and accurate tool documentation in order to enable these models to make the most out of the available
0: tools absolutely tom well this paper is filled with interesting findings and insights i'm really excited to dive deeper into it and discuss the implications it has for the future of large language models and tool usage
1: me too jen So, stay tuned for our next episode where we'll take a closer look at this paper and break down the key points in an intuitive way. Until then, thanks for listening. And remember, keep exploring and expanding your knowledge. See you next time. Outro Music. Welcome back to another episode of our podcast. Today, we have an interesting topic to discuss that involves large language models and their ability to use tools without any demonstrations it's all about tool documentation enabling zero shot tool usage with these models now that may sound a bit complicated at first but don't worry because we're going to
0: break it down and explain it in a way that's easy to understand that's right tom so let's start with the basics large language models llms Are like highly sophisticated computer programs that can understand and process human language. They can perform a wide range of tasks, from answering questions to generating text and even understanding images. But in order for them to do these tasks effectively, they need the right tools. And traditionally, LLMs
1: have been taught how to use these tools by providing demonstrations of how the tools should be used. However, there are some limitations with this approach. Demonstrations can be hard to acquire and may not always represent the desired behavior of the tools. Plus, as the tasks become more complex, it becomes difficult to select which demonstrations
0: should be provided. That's where tool documentation comes in. Instead of relying on demonstrations, LLMs can be taught how to.
1: Intro music. Welcome back. Folks, today's episode of Out of This World is brought to you by our amazing sponsor, Astro Cube Express. If you've ever dreamed of exploring outer space in style, then prepare yourself for a mind-blowing adventure aboard the
0: compact cube-shaped spaceship. That's right, Tom. These Astro Cubes are perfect for those who want to take their love for quirkiness and exploration to a whole new level. Now let's break it down with our super special Astro Cube Express commercial. Commercial Jingle. Narrator. Do your intergalactic travels make you feel like a sardine in a can? Say goodbye to cramped spaceships that leave your claustrophobia skyrocketing. SFX. Clink clank asterisk Tom. Awkwardly. Uh. Jen? Yes. Tom? Tom. Whispering. Does this mean we're leaving the podcast biz and going into ad jingles now? Jen. Whispering. No worries. Just roll with it. We'll survive. I hope. Narrator. Introducing Astro Cube Express. The revolutionary way to travel through space in ultimate comfort while looking like one cool. Cosmic Traveler. SFX. Spaceship taking off. Narrator. Excitedly. Picture this. Your very own cube-shaped spaceship floating majestically amongst star clusters while still having room to do yoga poses or practice interpretive dance moves. Jen. Enthusiastically. Oh yeah. Dance like no one is watching. Except maybe some aliens occasionally glancing at you through the windows. SFX. Alien laughter Tom. Laughs nervously. You know something funny? I've always wanted an audience while stretching my hamstrings. Jen. Chuckles softly. Well buddy. Dreams really do come true on an astro-cube. Narrator. Worried about bathroom breaks during those long cosmic voyages? Fear not. Our astro-cube comes equipped with state-of-the-art. Instant transportation facilities. Just think about where you want to go and poof. You'll be there in a flash. SFX. Poof. Jen. Giggling. Did someone say beam me up? Scotty? Tom. Laughs. All right. All right. But seriously folks. With Astro Cube Express. The possibilities are endless. Whether you're exploring distant galaxies or just cruising past Mars for a quick weekend getaway. So close yet so far away. Tom. Continues. You're guaranteed an out-of-this-world experience like no other. Narrator. So why wait? Call now and our friendly AstroCube agents will hook you up with your very own cube-shaped. Spaceship before you can say Houston. We have liftoff. SFX. Phone dialing Jen. Whispering to Tom. Oh my gosh. Are we booking one of these cubes? Tom. Whispering back. I don't know if I can handle yoga in space. Commercial ends. Well folks, that was definitely different than what we usually do on this podcast. True story. But hey, who knew space travel could be this entertaining and cubular? Tom laughs. Absolutely right. And remember listeners, when it comes to exploring the cosmos in style and quirkiness, nothing beats Astro Cube Express. Podcast Outro Music